creating a business that can double every year. Systems, product, marketing, and customer service. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. In today's episode, we are talking to uh, the retailer of big goods, big heavy products, a a niche category that I think many of us wouldn't even realize was doing great things in e-commerce, but they have done some amazing stuff. They have been doubling at least every year for the last several years. And he's going to be taking us through what it's taken to create that growth across many different areas of the business. So stay tuned for some amazing insights into what it takes to grow a business big and to grow a business fast. Before we get into that though, please do check out our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Shopware is a leading e-commerce system and used by some of the largest European brands, retailers and manufacturers across B2C and B2B industries. As a trend-setting open source solution, Shopware gives retailers the freedom to quickly and easily realise their growth potential with more flexibility and less complexity. Today, more than 100,000 companies from startups to enterprise rely on a Shopware solution, generating a combined turnover of 12 billion euros in 2020 alone. Start your business for free and visit www.shopware.com forward slash And now to introduce today's special guest. Eugene Ravitsky is the president at Factory Pure, an online retailer selling generators and other very heavy items. Founded in 2013, they've been at least doubling sales every year and have been high on the Inc. 5000 list for the last two years. This year, they are on track for over $35 million in sales. Hello, Eugene. Hi, Chloe. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here, and congrats on uh, on the great growth you've been seeing over recent years. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm guessing it's been quite a ride, and I suspect we'll get into that as we chat. But before we do, how did you get started in e-commerce? How did this journey begin? Uh, my, my brother and I, we run this business together, so we started buying and selling various items, including cell phones and other electronics on eBay. This was college for me, so he's seven years younger, so he was a baby. Uh, but at some point, we decided we, we didn't care for the 12% plus uh, eBay fees and didn't really have the margins to sustain ourselves that way. So we created a fairly generic website. So that was about 15 years ago. So it was much more difficult to do at the time. We, now we have Shopify and a plethora of great apps that make starting a business more accessible and cost efficient. No need to hire developers, but that's how we started. Oh, very cool. And then since then, it's just grown and you found your sweet spot in the, as I said in the intro, the very heavy items space. Yeah, we we just found a niche with with these items. So we started 
factory pure. We, we weren't selling heavy items. We were selling air purifiers, air conditioners, and things like that. So we pivoted quite a few times where we found an area where we can really differentiate ourselves. Because I was thinking about it, and there must be quite a high barrier to entry to your competitors because the bigger and heavier an item is, the more difficult it is to get the delivery side of things right. Does that stand true? That is true. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why we ended up transitioning to this area because it, it took quite a bit of figuring out. We had to figure out shipping via freight, which is very heavy, uh, very heavy items. It's very expensive. So we it, it took a while to get to the point where we could negotiate proper prices with carriers and and really be able to flourish in this uh, business. But it definitely took quite a bit of time. There are a lot of barriers to entry. A lot of these manufacturers are not looking for anybody new for one, but for two, there's not a lot of people that want to take on the challenge. Uh, so your your suppliers aren't desperately trying to find other people to sell via either. So it's a bit of another barrier there. Right. And that that was one of the main issues that we saw when we started with air purifiers. Those brands tend to allow anybody and everybody to sell. So you didn't really have to provide any sales history. They all drop shipped. So you ended up in a situation where there's 50 retailers all selling the same thing at the same price and there's no way to differentiate ourselves. Yeah. And it and it seems like differentiation, you mentioned it a few times, has, has been a key for you guys in your, your journey. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you're competing online and you're competing with Amazon and the big box stores, you can't just sell everything that they sell at the same price that they sell. So you have to find something that can set you apart. And that's that's what we did. Excellent. Okay. Well, we'll probably come back around to differentiation a bit, but let's just explain a little bit more about the business as it is right now. So where in the world are you and where do you sell to? So we are in in the States. We're in San Antonio, Texas. We ship all over the country. So we we distribute pretty evenly throughout the country. So it just depends on what's happening during certain times of the year. So for example, in the fall, when you see hurricanes, we see a spike to Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina areas, depending on where the, the hurricanes hit. We also see some in the Gulf in, in Texas. So it, it varies based on any kind of natural disaster that's happening. But for the most part, we ship all over the country. And I'm guessing, you know, heavy goods just becomes a total nightmare trying to go cross border. It is. It is tough. Um, there's there's also all the taxes that the end user would have to pay where it's, it's very hard to relay to them what their final cost is going to be. So we just decided to stay out of that completely. Well, and considering you, you know, you've got to over thirty million dollars a year in sales, it sounds like there's plenty of demand to satisfy in the U.S. without needing to go overseas. There is, yeah. Especially right now, a lot of the manufacturers are experiencing supply shortages, so there's a lot of brands that are months, if not a year, out on inventory. So you have to order in advance. As generally, as soon as you get them, they go out the door. So the demand is, since COVID started, has been much higher than the supply. Which is kind of a nice problem to have, I suppose. It's definitely nice in some areas and in others, it, it's a burden. So the items that we're able to source early enough in advance and, and actually get, we end up in a situation where there's not as much competition, but then there's other items where we just can't get. We just can't get our hands on. The manufacturers are out of stock for months with really no ETA. So you mentioned Shopify earlier. Is that the platform you're selling on or are you using a, a different thing to power your store? 
No, we do use Shopify, yeah. Cool. And uh, given you're on Shopify, are there any widgets or plugins that you'd like to recommend to the audience? I'm uh, sure we we use quite a bit of software with Shopify, and they have their own app store, so it's very easy to to find this uh, a lot of the software. So we use anything from uh, cross sell upsell app, which is actually just called cross sell. We have uh, product reviews through judge.me. Uh, we have apps for filtering products, filtering colors. And then we have our probably one of our more useful apps is um, called simple purchase orders. So it it's uh, essentially when all of our orders come in with a click of a button, we can select as few or as many orders as we want and we we press a button and it distributes it to all of the various manufacturers that are fulfilling for us. Excellent. So you do quite a bit of drop shipping. We do. We have a we have a mixed model. So we do some drop shipping. We have some items that we stock that ship from our warehouse. So we work with quite quite a bit of suppliers. So it's nice to have something because before we just when an order came in, we would open our email platform, we'd send them an email and it's very time consuming. So now if we have you know, 30 orders, we can click all of them, press one button, and it distributes them to the right email addresses automatically with a with an attachment to PO. And without any errors creeping in, which how however good a copy and paster you are, <laughs> there's always that that thing, especially when it's a really busy period. Exactly. Yeah. That's there you'll you'll always see errors when you're submitting orders manually. There's just no avoiding that. And even though you're using tech to streamline the workflows as much as possible, I'm guessing there's more than just you and your brother in the business. So, so what does your team look like? What's the breakdown? So we have uh, 12 employees here. So we have, it's kind of hard to really break down the roles because some people wear a few hats, but we have five, six people at any time that are answering calls. We have two people that focus on order submission. So they'll both submit orders, submit tracking numbers, reach out to manufacturers to get status updates, and they'll work in the warehouse to to get all of our items ready for for shipment. Uh, we have a developer that's that's outsourced. And then we we have a customer service manager as well as an overall operations manager that that works on the day-to-day. And on the marketing side of things, are you doing all that in-house or have you outsourced some of those elements too? The marketing right now we do all in house, so we're looking with probably the next year or so to to hire somebody that will oversee all the marketing and just be more of the CMO. Nice, and I'm guessing with the the stock issues or the supply issues you've had, marketing's been quite a fun game of turn that product on, turn that product off, depending on what you can get your hands on this year. Yeah, it it. it certainly varies day to day, sometimes hour, hour to hour, you'll have something that comes in stock and it's out of stock in a couple of days. And then the, the other pain point when you're, when you have a dropship model or a mixed model for the dropship portion is you don't always get real time stock updates. So manufacturer might tell you a day or two later that something's out of stock and you've already sold a few of them. So then you go back to the customer and see what they want to do. So it, it, it does provide some trouble in a few areas. Yeah, it's never. It, it's always. It's always very reassuring to know the stock sat in the warehouse, but it's not always economic to have all the stock sat in the warehouse, is it? Absolutely. Now we talked about uh, the fact you've you've essentially been more than doubling every year. You've made it into the Inc. five five thousand list, which is a phenomenal achievement. What would you put that growth rate that you've been able to achieve down to? It's a few different factors. I think uh, with with one. 
a lot of times the growth kind of snowballs on itself. And when you're talking about Google algorithms and uh, reviews that just naturally grow over time and you get picked up higher in results than you, than you normally would. But I think for us, the main thing was just getting all the infrastructure in place to scale because we did that later than we should have. You know, we, we didn't really expect such quick growth. I don't think anybody really expects it, but it's always a good idea to prepare for it, whether or not it happens. And so we didn't really have processes in place for a lot of things, including customer service and how to handle returns properly. So we've really focused the last year or two on building a proper infrastructure that can help us scale. And so I would say in the last two years due to COVID, it's been kind of a natural growth of we sell generators, demand for generators just went sky high because people are working from home. They don't want to be caught without power. So that took that to another level. And, uh, you know, we, we have people in place that the entire job is just to find products to sell, you know, so we have uh, somebody now full time where he scours, finds unique brands that we think we have a good chance of promoting well. Not every brand is a good fit with us. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's just been finding the products, vetting them, having people that can add the products. And uh, so we've, we've grown, I would say those two reasons. One is we've, you know, we're never satisfied. We're continuously on the hunt for the next bestseller. And, uh, you know, we have the infrastructure in place now to be able to scale more quickly. I think a lot of people listening to this would be like, well, you're selling heavy, bore, boring, in inverted comma, product. Mm -hmm. Surely there, there aren't that many new products to source that could make that much difference to the sales. But clearly there's a, there's a, lot, of, a lot of newness going on in the space. There's plenty. And we, we, we don't only sell heavy items, so we're not restricting ourselves to that. We sell a lot of lighter products, a lot of just random products that may or may not fit <laughs> with everything else <laughs> that we sell. But uh, even, even within the heavy products, there's plenty. There's new brands that come out all the time, but there's also millions of brands that we still don't have. And so it's really just doing our research, doing our due diligence to find the ones that we think we'd have the most success selling. Because there's some brands that we know we we look at it. We know it's it's very saturated. There's no point to throw our hat in the ring there, and so we have a process where we can identify what we think would sell well, so we don't waste our time. Very nice. And I'm not going to make you share what that process is because uh, that's where the secret sauce lies. I appreciate um, that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you also mentioned about you know it's been important to get the infrastructure in place. And before we hit the record button, you mentioned that you are currently building a whole new warehouse um for all of this so so what what led you to decide that was a you know a good investment to be making the warehouse was was crucial we over the last year we found ourselves being at max over max capacity for a very long time we we were almost always over capacity so it really inhibited us with planning so we we couldn't order as much as we thought we needed because especially now with the inventory being so scarce that you have to order far in advance. So you never know when things are going to arrive. So you, you just assume worst case scenario, everything arrives at the same time. And it's, it's going to be too much for the warehouse to handle, even though that's the quantity that we need. That's one thing. The, the office space too is pretty, we're pretty crowded here. Mm -hmm. So we needed, we needed additional office space so we can bring on more people. And so people can be more comfortable but the warehouse space was crucial for us to be able to grow. There'd be, there's no way around it. 
an essential part. You have to have space for the goods, don't you? Yeah, there's a lot of brands too that we maybe were drop shipping with, but since stock is so far advanced now, that didn't make any sense. So we have a lot of brands that we were drop shipping with that we're now stocking just because you know we're we're not going to take drop ship orders and send them seven eight months in advance. So we've we've uh, increased the amount of brands that we're stocking here at our warehouse, which certainly requires an increase in space. Oh, and yeah. Eugene, you mentioned um, kind of very subtly in passing, but I think we should come back to about you know, the great customer reviews that you've got. And it, it it's quite clear, you know, if you poke around on the website, you're also um, very keen on making sure you're giving great customer service, which I guess, you know, is another good reason for having enough warehouse space to do less drop shipping and more direct dispatch. So why has the customer service element become so key and the reviews element become so key in the business? That's uh, to touch on on something that we mentioned earlier about how the business was able to grow and, and you kind of have that natural snowball effect where when you have better reviews, when you have more quantity of good reviews, Google picks up on that. So they're very smart with their algorithm and they they give you a little more credibility so your results might show up higher than somebody earlier on in the process that doesn't have the reviews. So uh, we really put a focus on giving customer service a guideline of how to handle customers. One of the one of the important things was to to follow up. So it seems like a simple thing, but a lot of the times let's say a manufacturer shipped a product so a customer receives it or doesn't receive it, it's lost or it's damaged. And so you reach out to the manufacturer and you know a lot of times when you're so busy and you're reaching out to all these manufacturers, you kind of wait for them to respond before you respond with the mm-hmm. customers and they don't always respond. So a lot of things fall through the cracks. So that's one example of just something that we we placed uh, immense pressure to make proper notes, keep yourself organized and don't wait on a manufacturer to respond to let you know that you need to respond to the customer. And so for the most part, there are some outliers, but for the most part, customers understand that things happen. And as long as you're making an effort and staying in contact with them, they appreciate it and they're not unhappy. And uh, what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? I think that we, we've we've had a long road to find the right people. So I think that's very key. So we feel like we have the right people in place in all facets of the business. So that's customer service, order fulfillment, warehouse work. Um, we've recently done a major overhaul on the website. So it's still in process, but all of our product pages, it took about eight months to completely redo the product pages. We put intense focus on conversion optimizations. We heard what customers were missing on the website, what they wanted us to add. And uh, we really organized things in a way that makes it easy to read. Took <laughs> took a very long time. So that plus what we talked about earlier is just we finally have the infrastructure, the processes in place for everybody from customer service to sales to know what they're doing and, and be able to be held accountable. Um, so aside from that, we, we just feel like we're in a great position to scale. And so we're in a fast moving business now with, with generators. It's a very in-demand market to be in. So it's everything's coming together nicely. It seems a little bit like you're potentially poised for even more phenomenal things coming up in the next uh, in the next few years. So, so what's on what's on your radar? What's on your to do list at the moment? What's next? So we're really focused on wrapping up this this new warehouse construction, uh, and then it's going to be organizing it. So we're going to have to 
get all the shelving in place, organize it in a way which we have some software that'll help us do that. So uh, organize it in a way that's efficient where we can maximize our storage space. Um, and then once we move into that building, we'll we'll have the space to bring on some additional people that we need, which one we discussed earlier, somebody that, that does the marketing. Uh, we'll probably want to have a developer in-house just because it's a lot easier to deal with. And just more customer service reps, sales reps, procurement reps, which which uh, find products for us to sell. So it's really just focusing on using the new infrastructure that we have built and scaling. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Ready to turn your small e-commerce business into the next big thing? Klaviyo can help. It's the easy-to-use email and SMS platform that gives you everything you need to build genuine relationships with your customers. And even if you're new to marketing, Klaviyo can help you become an email expert with drag-and-drop design templates, simple insights, and made-for-e-commerce reports and recommendations. Give it a try today with a free account at klaviyo.com masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Shopware is a leading e-commerce system and used by some of the largest European brands, retailers and manufacturers across B2C and B2B industries. As a trend-setting open source solution, Shopware gives retailers the freedom to quickly and easily realise their growth potential with more flexibility and less complexity. Today, more than 100,000 companies from startups to enterprise rely on a Shopware solution, generating a combined turnover of 12 billion euros in 2020 alone. Start your business for free and visit www.shopware.com forward slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Eugene, are you ready for these top tips? I am. Cool. I'm guessing, given you know how much you guys have achieved so far and how much you're poised for, uh, there's going to be some some real gold in here. Not no pressure or anything. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> okay. First up, then the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So I, I would recommend a book. It's called Influence by Robert Caldini, which is not really a business book per se. It's more of a book about psychology and just how people work. So it's, it's a great psychological book, but it, it has business principles and that's the main goal. So you see how people's mind works and, and, uh, use that to your advantage. So, uh, specifically sales centric ideas. So everything in that book applies to how you can increase sales. So it just focuses on cognitive ways to resonate with customers and features many economic theories like scarcity principle, for example. It's a brilliant book. If, if you guys haven't yet read it, read it this week. It needs to be read by everyone in this industry. Absolutely. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? For us, it's it's nothing overly innovative, but uh, we invest pretty significantly into Google Ads and specifically Google Shopping. And one tip that I can share as far as how to do it properly, because it's it's very easy to get out of control with ad spend. It's if you're not doing it the right way. And, and one of the key things is just to focus on negative keywords. And uh, so, if you don't filter out phrases that have no chance of leading to a sale, it can 
get extremely costly. So for us, for example, that would be such things as user's manual, somebody searching for a manual. If somebody's looking for troubleshooting, very little chance that they end up on the sale. They already have the item most likely and they just want some additional information. Uh, another thing is just overly general keywords like generator. If somebody just types in the word generator with no size, no brand, it, it, very little chance that they convert. Yeah, it's like a game of whack-a-mole, isn't it? Negative keywords on Google. Essential um, and could really wear you down if you don't think of it like a game, um, <laughs> I think. It's like a constant battle against Google to, to hone those search results. Yeah, and what you can do once you filter out those negative keywords is you can spend more on the ones that actually convert. Oh, yes. They are, they are the source of success on the Google Ads. Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So I'll, I'll list a couple. So just for regular collaboration, we use Slack. Uh, some of our employees work from home, so it's nice. Streamlines communication between teams and individuals. We recently threw a conjoint effort between two apps, uh, Airtable and uh, Parabola, significantly reduced the amount of orders that slipped through the cracks. So this was a very interesting. So Parabola, it's an app that allows you to create workflows. So we're able to create a system that pulls orders that haven't been fulfilled within a predetermined amount of time, which you can set. So for us, we put four days. So if it if it hasn't shipped in four days, we know something's wrong. Maybe they didn't see it. Maybe they shipped it, just haven't relayed the tracking number to us, but we know that we need to reach out to see what's what's going on. And so this system that pulls the orders that haven't been fulfilled and you, you click one button and it disperses to all of your vendors. It lists the orders numbers that we have that are outstanding. And so before, again, we used to do that manually. So we'd mm -hmm. go through our orders, we see what's unfulfilled. We mess it, we email them manually. So now we, it's not fully hands-off. It's still we we still pull the orders and we look through them and in case for example a couple of them we know there's a longer lead time we were already informed we can remove those from an email being sent and then we press a button and it distributes those emails i love it getting the tech to do the bulk of the work and then a little bit of manual on the top just to add the finesse absolutely brilliant yeah. okay the growth top tip if you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000 what would be your number one tip for them so this also stems back to a lot of our conversation today so build systems and infrastructures that can grow with you so keeping that in the back of your mind to guide all your decisions, it's, it's very important. So this is anything from order submission platforms like we discussed to just writing out precise rules for customer service, returns, product shipping, damage, things like that. And it doesn't have to be in depth, just a general set of rules that you can always add to as the business grows. Always choose apps and processes with scalability in mind. So us personally, you know, we've spent a good chunk of the last two years backtracking to get those systems in place to handle our growth. And we really wish that we did it from the start. And uh, it's very easy to get caught up and say, well, I'm, you know, I'll never reach that amount of sales, but, but you might. And one way to get you there and make sure that you can sustain is everything that you do, ask yourself if it's going to still be with you a year from now. So it's much more difficult to do after the fact, and it can significantly stunt or delay the growth of the business. Yes, everybody learn from Eugene's hindsight on this. Yes, very <laughs> That's important. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. Eugene, before we say goodbye, could you please remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, we're, our website is factorypure.com. So it's factory, P as in Paul, U-R-E, Facebook of the same name. And if you need anything, any questions or comments, feel free to get in touch. Excellent. Well, look, Eugene, thank you so much for giving us an insight to what it takes to build such a large business in such a niche category. Um, it's been fascinating chatting with you. I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything that is about systems. So, uh, so thanks for being on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Some really clear, fairly straightforward, easy to follow advice there from Eugene on how to create that great growth. And it, you know, I guess for me, the, the two key things were product and customer service. Of all the things you're saying, it's product, customer service, and then building your systems so they're ready to scale. So when those opportunities come your way, you can fly with them and enjoy the growth. Now, you can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including those top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you to improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. If you want to find out a bit more about Google shopping campaigns, which we were just talking about towards the end there, then do check out our content about Google ads over on our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, where we have covered Google shopping campaigns a couple of times now with some really interesting strategies to really take them to the next level and the rest of the Google ads suite as well. So just search for Keep Optimizing and you will find those, those episodes. As you know, I bring you a new interview here on e-commerce master plan every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So if you know someone this show can help, please do tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.